Hello there, and welcome to a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing podcast. My name is Stacy, and I'm the GM. Come with me and my good friend Mick. Join us in our weekly discussion about our campaign. Listen to our successes and failures while trying to flex our role-playing muscle. The funny bits, the dumb bits, and the all-around good time that comes with this great activity. The cast is... Oraki, the Kudu tribe Knoll from Dabu, who tends to see things others cannot. Kalen, the human paladin with an ass for a brother. Akmenas, the tiefling paladin with a tale of loss. Silhouette, a pixie that is definitely not Tinkerbell. Odvik, the human fighter that ponders about planned weddings. Calidus, the elf-marked wizard that was too tiny to be a barbarian. And finally Elbrum, the Asmar warlock with a shady past. The campaign setting is the Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set and we game using the Fantasy Grounds virtual tabletop. So that's the cast, that's the campaign. Now good people, welcome to the show. In this episode, we find the Grey Company dusting themselves off after running into three giant scorpions. Captain Bubbles looks out from the safety of her sandship. Perhaps safe now it be? Akmenis folds his wings and settles back to the ground. The battle would have been a loss if not for the intervention of the Nikosi Traveler. The freezing chill of the desert night sets in. The captain, her crew, and the Nikosi employ heat stones to stay warm. The weary travelers, they start to consider the parting words of Harbor Master Bonita when she asked if they had sufficient gear for the trip. The following midday finds the Grey Company at the town of Neber. The sandship is greeted by the town's mayor, Gimurt the Dwarf, with his imperial silver-braided beard. The pallid court signia emblazoned on the sandship gives the dwarf pause. The pool of blood is a further two days hike through Hamadas and into the Stoneworks Hills, south of town. Are they adequately provisioned? Sitting in the Never Inn common room, the Grey Company takes a moment to consider their provisions. And who is this Kaim Waset? Oraki states, Friends, that one there, I do not trust. A brief glimpse of a Council of Sand member the vizier Panshar el Eli, and an advisor, the Lady Alashra el Zania. Common knowledge, gossip, rumors. Now tell me, is it Mick or is it Calidus that goes bonkers and dreams up schemes of political intrigue, conservative governments undermining authority? Where does he draw these conclusions from? Now let's talk about Sleeper Island and how players carry their exploration gear. Do you want to know more? Then sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Hello, good people of the interwebs. I'm back for another chat with my friend Mick. And shall we start the recorder rolling? Let's do it. So, last session was 
in most parts, I'm going to say it wasn't the most ideal of sessions. Things kind of went a little bit awry for us when it came down to Fantasy Grounds. Had lots of issues with people connecting and disconnecting. So it was less than ideal. And it didn't get through anywhere near the content that I wanted to get through. But we picked up after uh, your guys' encounter with the giant scorpions. We did. And so there... And this, at least this time too, now this was actually... Everybody was in tenants. All six players were in tenants now. So that, that was interesting. Although... Odvik was uh, quite quiet. I guess this was really his first. Was he in attendance yeah. a couple? Because I know he wasn't in attendance the week before because he 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 had missed. Uh, but the week before that, the the very first episode after uh, Elbrum's one shot, I think he was there when you guys were. Was he just listening on that one or? No, not sure. No. But he's been pretty quiet. He's got to find his, his feet. Whereas clearly Kalen's found his feet. He's yep, become an he's active participant. Bells. Yeah, I'm enjoying him. And Akmenis, who is... Yep. It's great listening to him in his voice and then switching to his real, his out-of-character voice because yep. he's just doing a really job of being the real dark dusky. Yep. So you guys are all on the ship. Some of you guys are in some pretty b- bad shape. It's midnight out. There's giant scorpion corpses about. One is still on the the on the deck on the deck of the ship. That's right. I was going to say something stupid that was definitely not nautical. One was on the deck of the ship. Two of them were off to the sides. At which point, Captain Bubbles comes out and it's like, "Okay, is it safe?" <laughs> and her tried to broken common language that I was trying to imply there. So she came out and asked you guys what what's going on, is it safe and whatnot. And you guys were, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine." And so she came out and she's like, well, that's that. I'm setting up camp. You, I, I like the very first thing you guys were, don't light a fire. <laughs> yeah. That's not a smart thing. And so her and the NPC that was also there came, came Waset. They pull out a bunch of stones. They whisper to the stones and they start sticking them into their socks and their mittens and whatnot. And you guys are like, <laughs> got nothing. We got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah. Oh, it was all freezing to death. This was one of those situations too, where where you guys were preparing for the trip, and as you were at the harbor, harbor master Bonita was. She looked at Oraki, who didn't even have a backpack, and she's like, "Are you guys sure you guys want to go?" And then she checked for papers, and then Kalen didn't have his papers. So at which point you guys went, you gathered up some of your rations for the trip, but nobody went and grabbed like. They didn't grab bedrolls. They didn't grab mess kits or any of this stuff. That's didn't think gonna... it, well, I don't think anyone realized how long it was going to take to get there and that we'd be traveling yeah, in the middle course. of the night. Yeah, and, and I wasn't... This This like, was one of the and, situations and like, where... We are on a luxury cruise line here. <laughs> you know, it should come with heated cabins and indoor no, plumbing. No, this, this... We got nothing. This sand ship... I had mentioned when you guys first went on the ship to go to Anuasir... There was just some hammocks. Some hammocks down the back. Just yeah, hammocks over under, over a, yeah. a canvas. Whatchamacallit. So you guys had forgotten that. And well, we hadn't forgotten that. We just didn't actually take into account how cold it was going to be. Yeah, because in, in, in Nuria Natal, along the river valley, the weather is not what you would consider normal weather for a desert. Because in a desert, the nights get really cold. Yeah. And the but, days get bloody freaking hot quick. So you're starting to experience that. I don't think we've got a handle on the leaving the town. No, no, very much at all. No. Like 
You know, we're good in town. We're okay. But when we have to leave town, we sort of like, yeah. And well, this, we're, this... we're lucky if we remember to take food with us. Well, and here's the thing too. Like just before that session, I'd been listening to the, the previous podcast. It was all about when you had fallen on top of, Calidus had fallen on top of the scholar's corpse. And you did a little bit yeah. of sleight of hand and you managed to grab his wallet. And I'd sent you a couple of whispers because I, 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 that you had gotten this and I, I thought you were going to say stuff. And it took a minute for me to realize, shut up. He wants to have his moment. Let him have his moment. And I'm still coming to grips with that business of let the players have their moments. And so this is about, okay, you've told them something. I guess the question is, I, I need some kind of acknowledgement to let me know that you guys have received that information because everybody's like, am I looking at Discord or am I looking at, at, at Fantasy Grounds when it comes down to like whispered chats? And without that acknowledgement, I'm like, okay, Calidus got this and I don't want to, I want players to have their moments. I want them because it comes back to Elbrum's reveal. And, and, and even in this situation, when Sweet Hasna finally left you guys, you finally like, okay, guys, guess what I got? And they were like, what? And they yeah. had no idea that you had got it because you'd kept it secret. You had your moment. You had that Couldn't say it in front of it. player reveal situation. So when I was thinking about that, I was thinking, I knew how much time it was going to take to go out there. And I wasn't going to give you guys any information other than Bonita saying it's going to be at least a day of travel on the ship to get there. After that, she doesn't know. So that was really up to you guys to figure stuff out. You're on a sand ship. Eventually, you do get to the village of Neber, and you speak with the dwarf, and he informs you that it's a two-day hike to get out to the to where this this. At which point, the penny drops. Oh my God, we're going to freeze to death and starve and die. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's getting ahead of ourselves. There was still all the business of because we did actually a fair significant amount of role play between you guys setting up your camp, watching the sailors and came Moisset and what they were doing. Yeah to set up your own, your own camp and then the role-playing conversations that were going on in the ship uh, on your trip back to Nebur. And I, I had to nip some of that in the bud because I didn't want... I, I got the feeling that we could really just keep that conversation going. The conversation yeah. that you guys were having with Kame. Yeah. Well, I went to bed, so that was part of the... Because I could see that going on all night. No, but uh, that, you that, guys did go was... to bed. But this was the next day because the ship was not going to move again until morning came because she was not about to go. The whole, her, yeah. her opinion on why you guys met the giant scorpions was because you were trying to travel at night. Yeah. And so she, she was gung-ho until she met the scorpions. And yeah. then she was, no, nope, I'm not traveling anymore at yeah. night. So yeah, the, the trip continued during the day. And that was your guys' chance where you started to grill Kame Waset. Hmm. So what did you guys think of this NPC? I don't think we've got a handle on him yet. I, you know, in fact, I, I would think that that we don't really know. He he seems to know lots of stuff, which comes across as being common knowledge. The way he explains it, this is common knowledge. This is rumor. Yep. This is what I've heard. Yep. And I don't I don't think that we really believe that this is common knowledge. No one just walking around in a cafe is yep. going to come out with the kind of things that he was coming out with. <laughs> They're not. They, if that was, if if the stuff that he was saying was that common knowledge, there would be rioting in the streets, and mm. there isn't rioting so, in the streets. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You you've got the the vizier 
um, who is undermining the council. So this is what he said. The vizier is undermining the council. This is common knowledge. This is what I'm hearing in the cafe. No, not that he's undermining the council. He well, wants to, to take, take over. over the loyal dead. Yeah. So he, he wants to... But he said it was gossip, though, because he, he, he just thought it was just hearsay and bullshit. Yeah, but if, if, that, was, if that was gossip in the streets, then there would, it would be receiving much more attention mm. than that. That's, that's like having your government being overthrown. Well... And when you think about it, this is a, a conservative council that has been together for a very long period of time and has been very stable. There hasn't been both shown unity and leadership. Yep. And there, haven't, there hasn't been any issues that we've heard of in the city where people have got upset about anything. You know, and the, the loyal dead come out every night and they do their job and then they go back and everyone lives quite peacefully and quite happily. You know, even, the, even the Toscali issue didn't, wasn't known of until we killed a couple of Toscali and then people are hearing like, uh, those guys well, have killed a couple of Toscali, they, they, but it hasn't but created... It hasn't sunk home. So yes, they've got refugees living outside their city, that, and they all know these refugees are refugees from Toscali incursions. Yeah. And according to Kame, the memory of the last Toscali uprising was, he was saying, was 60, 70 years ago before yeah. his time. And so clearly some people are aware of it, but it hasn't touched them home until all of a sudden you guys in the hunt found these things. But again, but again how it's many... 60 or 70 years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like saying that... That's a couple of generations. Yeah, it's time. a couple of generations. It sort yeah. of disappears. It doesn't become that important. Yeah. We forget yeah. so easily. Yeah, we forget. And also when you think about it, it's like turning around and saying, we've had a case of leprosy down the road. Leprosy hasn't been seen for 100 years or 50, yeah. 60 years. It'll make news. Everyone will tell you it's okay and it'll disappear overnight. Yeah. But, but, but to turn around and say that your government has yep. now got a member of it, which has been stable for 60, 70 years, has never had to deal with an issue like this. <laughs> See, and you've got here's this, the thing. And, and that's, that's the I, rumor that's running around in a cafe and you're going like... I love the conclusions yeah, right, you're, okay. you're drawing here because here, we're, we're, we're touching on a point now of, okay, the actual governing of this city here. It's been stable for 60, 70 years. This is Calidus and Mick coming, drawing conclusions from stuff that I haven't actually had a chance to really get deep into the politics of what is normal and what's not. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to, this is common well, knowledge and this is not common knowledge. And how do you bring that about in such a way so that it makes sense to you guys and that it can be suspicious is fine. I don't mind that. And it can be that it gets clarified. He tells you, this is the rumor that I hear. Yeah. And you know from common knowledge because you've heard it as well. Yeah. Apparently, we've just got... Yeah, this is, just, what this you've is heard. the first time you've heard of it. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is the first time we've heard yeah. it. Yeah. So if he, if he says something like that, yep. then, then we look at that and go, okay, well, that's just rumor, it's hearsay. It's poppycocky because we haven't substantiated yeah. any of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, we, and again, it becomes, if it's, if it's common knowledge, then we would know about it. We don't know about it, so therefore yep. it's rumor. And, at that le and that type of rumor is the type of rumor that if we don't know it from common knowledge, would have ramifications throughout out the city. Or alternatively, you'd turn around and say, well, he says all of these things. He says that I keep hearing this stuff in the pubs and the cafes and walking down the street. Yep. And we go, we don't know any of this. And the stuff that you're hearing is inside the walls of but government. 
But then we're going, okay, there's a problem here. Yeah. Well, I guess this comes down to as well, because like at the end of the day, you guys, game time-wise, you only have been playing for... It's getting close. So we started July 1st. Game time was July 1st. We're now July... Well, when you guys arrived in Neber, it was July 13th. So yeah. it's really only two weeks game time, almost a year real lifetime. Here's the situation is the fact is, is that you guys have been on, 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 on from day one. And although you've been in the refugee camp for six months, which is the backstory that brings you guys all together, there really hasn't been me saying to you guys, this is all the things that you know. Here's a sheet of stuff that you should know. I haven't actually done something like that. And I'm thinking maybe now... Probably I should have, but that being said, some of the I don't plot... know. That, I, don't know that, I, don't, I guess it's a case of if a, if an NPC tells us something and tells us that and says, you know, I've heard this. Yeah, everybody knows about it, or yeah. I keep hearing this in a cafe. Yeah, unless you tell us that that's common knowledge. Yeah, we will just assume that he's saying that. Yeah, and, and the plausible story behind that is that if if the NPC says something in order to get a reaction, if we if we don't know it as common knowledge, then we have to look at the NPC and go, is this common knowledge or yep. is this something that, you're, yep. that you know that you're letting us yep. know? In the same way that we've got Mehmet is running his own little game. Yep. Some ulterior, uh, ulterior got an organization. Ulterior the GFA has yep. their own ulterior motive, you know, all that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. So we look at this guy. So at, at this point in time, I think the... Do we the, trust him or don't we trust it's him? Not the hell is he? Do we trust him or don't we trust him? I think it's more a case of, he, it's almost as though he was on the ship and was there for a reason, and the reason could be that he's coming to watch <laughs> us, could be coming that he's to help us. Maybe he is just going out to see his cousin at Navir. Oh, who knows? But some of the things that he's saying make us think that he is—he knows more than he's letting on. Yep, and he's getting information from places that we don't you have access to. Yeah. yeah, so it's almost like he's one of those people up the ladder. I think he could be the guy that, like, you know, he could be a member of the council, heavily disguised. What I that kind of thing. liked, too, was that you guys, at this point, you guys did, none of you guys have said, wait a minute, we need to go and have a discussion. Can you please stay on your side of the ship while we well, talk over here? You that. guys didn't do that. No. But well, as not... soon as you did have an opportunity, when you guys were sitting in the common room at Neber Inn, first thing Oraki says, so what do you guys think about that Kamos head bloke? I don't trust him. And yeah. It's like, Wow. I had, I had no idea. Like, I was kind of expecting you guys to be saying something like, okay, we need a moment. And that, again, you waited for your moment to happen. And then that was the moment. He wasn't there. Because I think that that's how role playing yeah, really works. Yeah, it was great. Like, when you look at the ship, the ship is not a big ship. Yep. We can't just sort of yep. wander off to somewhere yep. else. And it's incredibly rude to say, yep. excuse me, but we're just going to go over here and talk yep. about you. Yeah where you can't hear what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you don't do that. You, you send out signals or you walk off in pairs or... Well, and, and I didn't let that fly, though. There's been a couple of times where you guys were with an NPC and you're like, oh, we need to go over here. And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going, going with you. Yeah. And you're I like, let you no, go we away. want... Uh, and then you guys try to role play around to try, try to... <laughs> you try and figure out how do you... Yeah. And in, and in real life, how do you actually deal with that? Like, yep. Oh, just excuse me. I'm going to the toilet, and I'm taking my seven I'm friends, my with, friends me. with me. Well, that was that was what happened in the dressing. And we did that stall. in the, and we had and in the dressing room scenario. Yep. we had a reason to all go into the dressing room, mm -hmm. and that was we were all going to go and try and close. When you are standing on a ship, it's a little you bit more don't complicated. Have, 
Yeah, you, you, you don't guys, have a you reason guys, to... We're, uh, we're all just going to go up and examine the pointy end of the ship to make sure it's okay. Yeah, and you guys did try that when you guys were in the pyramid with Nagua and Rackham, and they were like, no, no, we'll, we'll come with you. Yeah. And I, I love that bit where it's like, where and when do you talk? And I, I like that. It was so nice when you guys were like in the common room and Oraki brings up this, and I was just like, oh... Well, that's good. I mean, that clearly is a good time to have that conversation. And I, you guys just went on. And, and interestingly, when you look at this group of players, yep. everyone is incredibly aware of when they are with someone and when they are not. Yep. And if you give them a piece of information, yep. and there is someone, an NPC with them, yep. and they know they can't blurt it out, yep. they won't until they get away from it. Yep. And so you're left with this... I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if the NPC tells you that you are standing on a bomb but you can't tell anyone there's a point at which you're either going to have to blurt out we're standing on a bomb or find yeah, a way to yeah, get yeah. them away and say, oh, there was a bomb over there, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So, very true. Yeah, they're very aware of that. They don't, yeah. they don't let it go. They may want to let it go, but they don't until, as Iraqi did, yeah. Yeah. we're in the room, we can say, what did you think about him? Oh, he's dodgy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. And, I, and I, don't think that, I don't think that there is, I don't think that, the, that, that we think that he's dodgy in a bad way. Yeah. We, I think that we suspect that we don't get the full story from him. I think that he's he's not a bad, not an evil with an ulterior motive. I suspect that he's almost like a, a good angel type well, character he, he, looking over his shoulder. At the end of the day, when you guys are getting your asses whooped he by the scorpions, he did come out and, for all intents and purposes, saved you guys. Yeah. And I have to admit, I very first thing Kalen does at this beginning of the session was he was... What the hell are you? A lion? How are you a lion? And he's really playing up the part of being from Midgard. And being from Midgard, there is no Nikosi. Yep. And Nikosi are a race from the Southlands. That was fun. I got I, I to do a bit of decent role-playing with some of that and trying to field some of those questions. Cause, and, and that's ad-libbing the shit out of that because no, I didn't, per, I didn't think of, of, oh, yes, Kalen's from Midgard. He's going to ask me something out of left field. So that's fun. I, I really enjoyed those conversations, but I did have to close that down a bit because I was like, okay, well, we do need to get to this village. So yeah. you guys did arrive at the village. And as soon as you arrived at the village, I had a little bit of pre-planned text. And the very first thing I was like, yeah, Kim gets off the ship and he basically disappears into town as this guy comes out. And I described the, t- the guy and you were clearly scribbling away because I missed next the question, fact that he got like, off the ship. You're like, Completely. okay, I'm going to turn to Kame because <laughs> the, the, the captain, she looks at you guys. This person's talking to you guys and she, you guys take it. She doesn't say anything. She gives you the look to go and speak. And you wanted to pass it on to Kame. And I'm going to let Kame, oh, he left the ship. Yes, yes. I'm you missed busily that, but... typing. I'm typing notes about the town and all this kind of stuff and going, Type all this in, type all this in. I can't multitask. It's a, it's a big issue, this multitasking. Uh, yeah, I can't either. So, yeah, I'm having an issue with that. Especially if I get, like, three or four, I get this, like, collection of important things that come all of a sudden. Here's a dwarf, here's the town, it's over there, sun setting, the captain's over here, the boat's doing this, and Kaim's standing behind me, and it's like, get all of that, type it together, and the brain just, like, turns off the background noise you know, and I think- types furiously, and then comes back on going... So I'll turn to someone who's no longer there. We, we have to, uh, I have to really start enforcing the business of choosing the person who's going to be 
doing the type doing the note taking because it's not fair if one person is always doing it and they can't really role play as much as they wanted to because multitasking is hard it doesn't actually matter to me that that kind of stuff happens i mean i'm not that it doesn't i'm not that fussed yeah but it, 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 it. it and changes it, the the role play that you do and it's not fair yeah but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day what i was going to do wouldn't happen anyway He's gone. Oh, yeah. crap. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have an issue with that. You meet the mayor, Gimmert, who yes. is wondering, he sees the, this strange symbol on the ship, and he's like, I know that symbol, I know that symbol. I should hope so. And then, of course, right away, here's what I, I, I like. Calidus, he's the wizard, but he's also the first guy who does everything. Whether that's wise or not, actually, I should ask you: is that is that by intention? Because at the very beginning, when you introduced Calidus, Calidus was the intelligent but doesn't want to be intelligent wizard who's from a family of wizards. He wanted to be a barbarian. He had yeah. this thing for what was his face, Rectus, Abdominus, or whatever, yeah, yeah, Re- rectal, yeah. whatever, yeah. windbreaker, yeah. rectal windbreaker. Yeah, and that was his hero. So this is why he always goes first. Like he was the guy who, not a rogue goes through to try to fall on the corpse, does the sleight of hand. You needed to roll a very, very high DC in order to, to get away with manage that. to but get that, that wallet. And you did. I think that that... I don't... I, I think it's... Like, you're the guy who's sneaking up to the top of the ridge, and you really shouldn't be the one who's sneaking up top of the ridge. So I'm, I wonder, is that... No, I think this is just me being a bad role player <laughs> <laughs> rather than anything else. It is... It is a... Possibly just an impatience with the blatantly obvious. Yep. That we are on the ridge and I sit there and I think, well, we're on the ridge. We hear the noise. We've got to go up and look over the top of the ridge. And you wait for like four seconds for someone to say, I sneak up the ridge. And no one says it. And you think, okay, bugger it, I'll do it. Oh, okay. So this is not Mick playing Calidus who is like, okay, this is just the way Calidus is. This is Mick there is, look, playing Mick there's also, who is, let's get this game going. <laughs> I can actually get away with it because I do have my sneaky robe on that I've got. That yeah, it, I've it doesn't. Up. What is it? Does it the give you stealth. advantage on stealth, or what is it? What does it do plus again? one on stealth. Plus, yeah, yeah. but aren't you, aren't you not, normally zero? Yes, yeah. So, so it gives me this plus one, which is not that's worth right, anything. That's right. I remember the the dark weave robe, and I, I remember sitting there thinking, why is he buying that? Because he's got like zero proficiency in stealth. So, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. So you, you, take, you take that and then you combine it with the desire to be the barbarian, the impatience me for the blatantly obvious for them to do what's blatantly obvious yeah. and combine it together and it's all, it all fits nicely into Calidus. It does fit nice because I was honestly thinking for the longest time it was Calidus because, I mean, he's not the most charismatic either and yet he's the first guy who's in there saying stuff. That... And to me that's something that if, I guess... We can have, go off and have a conversation about how to be a good role player. And one of those is to actually get out there and push the things that you're good at. Well, I keep pushing that I am very good at medicine. I am very good yep. at history and very good at investigation. Yep. All of those wisdom attributes I have in spades. Intelligence. And, sorry, intelligence. And I leap at the opportunity to use that and push people aside when I can. Yep. The charisma stuff, I sit there and wait for someone to say, I'll do that. But, you know, and no one seems to be sort of standing up and going, yep, 
that's me. I can do that. And how often you hear of people saying, well, let, or GMs who say, if you're not proficient at something, then it's going to be a lot more difficult for you. And I, I remember at one point I was thinking, you know, if you don't have the proficiency in sleight of hand, does that mean you can't pick a lock? No, no, you can absolutely pick a lock, but it's the person who's proficient who's going to have the extra bonuses to actually see success. Yeah. You could still do it and be successful. It's just harder for you. I mean, your percentage is less, so why not? So I, I don't have a problem when people want to go do that. And so what I, I think the biggest change that I've done is that when you guys are having a conversation and there's three of you piping up at once, you guys are all rolling a persuasion check and I take the lowest of those three because it's not yeah. a group effort, not unless you guys specifically say, Callus is talking and I'm going to try to facilitate his conversation. Now, I don't like it when people are just like, okay, saying, Callus is just going to try to convince them and I'm going to try to help him. I'd much rather be, well, how are you going to do that? Uh, give me some explanations. Now, I don't expect you guys to be come up with some ridiculously smart and intelligent things to do. I mean, these are your characters. But I do expect that you guys give it a try to role play and not just say, "Yeah, I'm going to try to persuade them. I mean, because that, that's just a cop-out. Yes, you've got a persuasion skill, but can try to persuade. Try to do something that's persuasive. And I think that we genuinely do stuff that yeah. fits with our characters. When you think about some of the things that we've done, and the number, I mean, there have been quite a few occasions well, where you've given us advantage for coming up with a totally yes. outrageous story. But, and, 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 and but, I mean, but again, from the appropriate person, if you, if you are the appropriate well, person. And I think part of what, we, what we're seeing here is this issue about you've got to role play it, you've got to come up with a good story, but also... Because you can't just give your stat sheet to someone else, yep. you have to, right from the start of the game as a player, turn around and say, well, if I'm a fighter, then it has to be clear that I am the guy that's the fighter. I'm going to be out front. I'm going to be the guy that's in the battle. And anyone who can't do that is going to be standing up the back. Well, the thing is, too, is I, I know how often you hear, well, I'm the guy who's got the charisma stat score here, so I should be the one who's doing the talking. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah. understand how that logic comes about. It makes sense. But from a role play point of view, I don't care. It doesn't. It's, you're right. You're, I'm sitting there. You're, I'm waiting. It's four seconds. Nobody said I'm going to stealth up there. So I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Go for it. I don't, it, does, it just means that you might not be the person who's best skilled to do it. But exactly. who cares? It's, you want to win the game. But I personally think you want to have an experience. And if some people are not comfortable at the beginning to, to open up, because right, right now, for example, Odvik is he's quiet. He's, quiet. he's yeah. getting his feet under him as he gets used to this group. And, and per, perhaps he'll open up more. But the thing is, is how you do that is you don't focus on, oh, well, why are you doing that? You're, you don't have the charisma for doing that. I mean, yeah. if you want to do it, do it. But what ends up happening is there will be consequences. And until you guys work that stuff out, like for example, right now you guys have just, we'll get to this, but you finished a two day trek to get to, to the hidden oasis. And now I didn't. And of course you, you met some things at that hidden oasis. You haven't really gotten into the encounter itself yet, but I glossed over the fact of getting there because I wanted you guys just to get there yeah. Now, with the start of the next session, you're going to find out what that means getting there. Yeah. 
because you guys are not equipped at all for this. No. Uh, well, you know, a bunch of Toscali hanging around a pool of blood. Yeah, what the heck? Well, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that you guys have pretty much burned through all of your rations. Your water skins are all, except, yep. for, except for one person who had a couple of water skins. Everybody's water skin is nearly empty. We're going to die. There's no blankets. So, well, no, but what ends up happening is, for example, when it's too hot, you get like heat damage. If it's too yeah. cold, you get cold damage. Yeah. But now what you're going to start feeling too is the, the consequences of that heat and cold damage, which is levels of exhaustion. And I, and I guess that, that yeah, the two-day, I, I don't think we really were prepared for the two-day. No, you weren't. I don't think we realized that it was two days to get there. Well, you did buy, you did manage to buy a tent. You did yeah. manage to buy three blankets yeah, and but... uh, 20 rations. So the 20 rations certainly helped because it yeah. means you didn't have to go hunting for anything like this. Hmm. And I don't know if any of you guys have got proficiency with hunting in a desert. That's, I mean, it's not something that your character must say, I'm proficient with hunting in a desert. That's not what I'm getting at. But no. the point is, is that just with one tent and three blankets and six players, yeah. some of you guys are going to be... Die. Well, some of you guys are going to have exhaustion on you because... Yeah. You were cold at night, and I guess and I guess the thing about it becomes from here. What do we do? I mean, that I can't see this going at all. Well, it's not going to end up being. We are getting a lesson in preparation. Well, and this is just I the think, thing. I think that's is, the thing, and is and this is, is where I again, where I, I I very specifically was not going to tell you guys anything about what you should prepare for. This was really role play it out, yeah. and then you guys will feel because I, I was sitting there thinking. I could just gloss over and not deal with the fact that you guys are cold. But the fact is, is I mean, that makes it slightly less immersive. That, that makes it more of just, let's get to the next battle encounter to get to the next battle encounter, and, and we come in there fully prepared with all of I, our... I, I think that we think of it, I think we, we think of it as being a town-based or a settlement-based... Yeah, for the moment, for, for sure. ...structure, where, yeah. we, where we travel. We went to the Pyramid... We knew that there was a settlement there. Yep. So there would be, you know, supplies, mega yep. supplies, but you could yep. get stuff there. Yep, clearly. And so we've gone to this. I don't think we realized how far away it was, but we've gone to the yeah, town. Yeah, well, that, town. that was my bad because yeah. uh, from my reading of the adventure module, yeah. I assumed that it was. So we just close. assumed everything. Yeah. We just assumed everything is leave here, get there in two hours' time. Yep. And I think that that's where we're going wrong, is that yep. we, everything we're assuming is a couple of hours away. Yep. If it goes badly, you turn around and come back. Well, this is two days away. And I did kind and of point that out that to drop. Oraki before starting out by specifically yeah. saying to the harbour master, Bonita was just like, you're going and you don't even have a backpack. What I was trying to point out was, Oraki, you are carrying a lot of stuff in your inventory. Where? Now, you don't, specifically have to say my back we can imply a lot of stuff is inside your backpack but when you don't even have a backpack yeah how in the hell are you carrying anything like some stuff yeah. might have straps like javelins maybe there's straps on javelins or, or something like this so that you can hold them but if you're holding five javelins plus this and this and this i just don't Doesn't see work. how all of this stuff has got straps that you can carry this in your arms because then basically you're walking around like this and realistically this is where you got to be like okay there's got to be immersion does mean you've got to be paying attention. If you're leaving stuff at the apartment because you don't want to be overweight, well, okay, but then recognize where are you carrying it then? 
And I think that the, the thing about this is that we're not carrying what we should be carrying. And we will learn well, from this that the first question we have to ask before we leave a, a, a settlement or a town is, yep. how far is it? Well, I think everybody so gets hung know... up on the idea of, I'm encumbered, I'm encumbered, I don't want to be encumbered because that adds a negative to my speed. Be encumbered, drop your bloody backpack when the encounter starts. Yeah, and that's, and that's I mean, that's what I do. And I, I know some of them have been like, well, someone can steal my backpack. Yeah, that's if right. If you lose, that's, that's what happens. That's, that's true. Or, yeah. or if, to me, if you're in a back alley and you're encountering some bandits in a back alley and you guys drop your backpacks in order to prepare so that you've got your full speed, well, hmm, as a bandit, backpack, that's what I wanted. I'm not going to fight. I got the backpack. Yeah. I'm going to go and try to get <laughs> yeah. the backpack. You got to be paying attention and sit there and understand that I need to be prepared. And this idea, let's let's be underweight. Let's be underweight. I can understand why you I, want to be I, underweight, no, but you you got to think it, it through. Yeah, I've actually been down this path a lot with the yep. West Marchers game. Yeah, where recognizing the, the the whole backpack thing works in your to your advantage. I mean, you you have carry to just, whatever it is that you need and just hang on to the. And again, it is to be very aware of the stuff that you don't want to lose. You don't put on the ground. Yeah. Oh, and that's exactly it for me when I was playing. What did I leave in my backpack was, yes, there was a bedroll, there was a blanket, there was yeah. transcribing stuff that, that I thought would be useful. Yeah. But if I lose all of that, okay, great. I still had my shield that, was, yep. that can be strapped on my shoulders or strapped to my arm, independent of the backpack. I had my mace and had my armor. Money. So I had, and my money was in my pouch on my belt. Yep. So, so I, I was like, okay, if I do lose that, yes, it's going to be really hard to buy that stuff again because I wasn't wealthy, but it's stuff that I can recover. Yep. Now, if I left my pouch in there... Then, then, you, ha then you have a problem. Well, see, I've I seen some people saying in their pouch, they put their potions in their pouch. I'm, the pouch is not big enough for a potion. You can't put yeah. a potion in a pouch. You can't put a small knife in your pouch. You can fit money in there and things like your, your ID papers and whatnot. That's about all a pouch is going to hold. It won't hold potions. It won't hold yeah. knives or daggers. I thought it would hold. The, the, I've got a small knife, which I imagine is tiny wee. No, because those small it. knives are good for... You can't use it. If you were out in the wilderness and you had an animal to skin, you don't skin an animal with a dagger. You can't. A dagger is not a knife. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a fighting weapon. It's not for... Uh, you could kill something with it, but so when it comes to the, the skinning, is a, yeah. the knife is, is a, like... To me, it's like a steak knife. Just a paring knife. For, or a paring for fruit. knife. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's big enough and it's, it's a utility knife that you could do like skin an animal with it. Mm. Whereas a dagger is, is really about poking and piercing. It's not about yeah. cutting and slashing. A small knife is important, but yeah, to me, it's not going to fit. It's in the backpack. Backpack Mine, or on the belt. Mine, to me, I, I have that stuff. I put it on the belt and I've had one DM like, well, how can you have a knife on your belt? I was like, are you serious? You've never seen... You, I mean, have you belt. not ever carried a knife? It's either in your pocket or it's on your belt. Yeah. It's either a foldable one that goes in your pocket or you put it on your belt. Yeah. Just like you'd put a dagger on your belt. If someone was like, I put daggers in my sleeves. I was like, no. How would you put a dagger in your sleeve? You can put darts in your sleeves, but daggers are, I mean, they're like this big. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh, it's one of these things. And, and a funny thing is, is I love the people who go out hunting and you were in that one where they were trying to get the horses, right? Were you in that? No, I don't think so. I had a group who wanted to trap these horses because they're going to bring these horses back. 
to the stables so that they can train these horses. It was about 20 horses. Yeah. We're going to go in there. And it just so happened that the map that what was selected had a ridge line. They were on top of the ridge. The wind was coming in from this direction. And the horses, it was late at night. The horses were set, setting them themselves for the night. And they're prancing around. So they figure one guy's going to come this way and one guy's going to come this way. So from the east and from the west. And I was just sitting there thinking, did Which they way not? Is the north fly, the I said the wind from? was coming coming this way. So Which, I was like, like they, we can't do this way on radio. They had a map and I yeah. pointed showing where the wind was coming from on the map. And none of them had any idea that when an animal scared, they put their nose to the wind and they run into the wind. None of them knew that. So I'm sitting there thinking, you're coming from the north and you're coming from the east. The wind is coming. So I understand where you're coming from the east because you want to, you're trying to stay downwind so they don't smell you. Mm. If you can't sneak up and you spook them, guess which way they will run? So they're thinking, their idea was, oh, we'll box them in and then we'll get them. And I'm just like, how? The direction they're going to run is wide open. And I even gave them a hint that horses, will, they like to stick their nose to the wind and run when they're scared. And none of them understood what that meant. None of them. So they never caught the horses. They didn't catch the horses. And that's just the thing is that uh, there's these little things that I guess from being from a farm, from being someone who's hunted and did it all through my young life. I mean, I, I, I'm aware of these things. Like if you want to corner animals, yeah. you've got to be paying attention to wind direction and where are you going to corner them? And you use the terrain to your advantage to get them to that corner. I can't imagine how anyone possibly catch a horse well uh, to me the it, dc it, was it, really really you know, high unless you've the sneak up you've got the to dc have, was high you've got to have animal handling skills yeah you really yep. do need to be on a horse to run well, the and thing they're down wild. if you have to you know you've got to run them into a, a canyon there's not that the environment yep trap them in a swamp maybe you could do that if they run I remember into a swamp but with other colts, than that with little foals and trying to get foals to get used to being because the, when they're born, they're wild. Uh, it's just their natural instinct to be wild and to be afraid. It's just genetics for them. I remember that our corrals were really, really big. And I'd go and sit in a corral. I would sit in a spot for four to five hours so that that foal would, every once in a while, he'd come up, smell me and everything like this. And I would just stay there, not trying to scare him, so that he would get used to having. And you had to do stuff like this. So when you're in the wide open plains and these animals can go anywhere, yeah. The DC, in order to get 20 horses in a herd so that you could get them, not going to happen. happen. The, the last time I was out, I had it was a, a whiteout condition, blizzard, and random encounter happened. It was nine wild horses. Middle of winter, blizzard conditions were out. Yeah, okay, the DC for getting these horses, they're starving. They're stuck in a blizzard. Not going to be difficult. And so they did some really good animal handling and checks they managed to capture those nine horses. Yeah. But here we're talking summertime, wide open. I would have thought the disadvantage for the horse in deep snow would be the same for the human. Yeah. At that particular point, I did let it be slightly easier to get them. It's a much smaller herd. There was a young one with them. Yeah. So it was, it was easier to, to get them. Anyway. People of the interwebs, are you thinking, Damn it, man, is this an abrupt end of the episode? Yep, you are right. 
Indeed, this episode is definitely not finished and has been sundered, split in twain. But there's a light. Return in just one week. Our discussion will be concluded. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>